everyone, and welcome to the Modern Creative Podcast, where Joyce and I chat all things life and business as a creative entrepreneur. We're really excited about today's episode because we're going to be chatting about how to create content for all of your platforms. If you haven't subscribed, make sure you hit the subscribe button, whether it's on YouTube or on podcasts, and let's get started. So we let's start off by saying you don't have to be on all of the platforms, but we're going to talk about what to consider, like how to create content for each platform and not like a content plan or anything like that, but just like things to consider given that each platform and how people consume content on each platform is so different, right? So I guess, why don't we talk about like more short-term platforms? Like, and I, I would define that as like Instagram versus longer term things like things that tend to live longer and you get like more or more evergreen I guess and you can get more value would be like podcasts blogs and YouTube videos right so how do we approach um, creating content for Instagram versus the longer form stuff plus the more personal stuff like newsletters because how you approach each one of those is going to be different so let's start with Instagram um and I'm not that much of an Instagrammer. I, there's times where like I don't post on my feed for like three weeks. Like I just, that's just the season I'm in. Um, but Diana is more of an Instagrammer. So how do you approach creating content for Instagram? And what are some things that people need to consider, Diana? Yeah, I think Instagram is definitely a place where you can share um what's like relevant right now. Um, And of course you could still do this with every other content as well, but that Instagram is like instant, you know, there's so many news and updates and all things happening and uh, people just consuming content quickly. So I feel like Instagram, I noticed that some of my most highest performing posts were things that were happening and I just create content around it like ASAP. I know this sounds awful, but one of my most popular post was actually the death of Kobe Bryant. Um, when I found out that Kobe Bryant passed away, I was just so shocked, especially, you know, when the news came out that his daughter was in the helicopter as well. So I painted a portrait as a tribute to Kobe and his daughter, um, very quickly, like within an hour or two from when the news like dropped and that post ended up performing really, really well. And of course it's also a, a, a piece of news that was shocking to hear. So I think something like that would be, um, would be something that you can consider when you post on social media on, sorry, not social media in general, but like Instagram specifically. And then YouTube for me, like I wouldn't have done that on YouTube because YouTube picks up later. Like I've had videos that really picked up a year after I posted it. Um, obviously not ideal because as people, we want that instant gratification. So YouTube, it feels, I mean, sorry, uh, Instagram, it feels more gratifying in that moment, but I think YouTube is great for more evergreen content. So you don't want to like, maybe one strategy is to maybe not mention dates of things. Um, like, you know, for Valentine's day of 2021, we're going to be doing this. Like maybe don't say stuff like that. Maybe create content that feels more evergreen, like Valentine's day in general, for example, um, it's February right now. That's why I thought of Valentine's day, but that's, that's how I would approach Instagram, um, as a more right away, um, timeline. 
Yeah, it's definitely more timely. And I would also say um, at the time of this recording, you've also already posted uh, the Bernie Mittens meme, you know? And so Bernie Sanders with his mittens. This is like, I'm talking about your Instagram. I heard burn mittens. (laughs) No, don't burn mittens. Who's out there burning mittens? It was like, what's a burning mitten? Bernie Sanders, his mittens, that meme. Yes, that's a good example. We're recording this in February. Who knows when you're listening to this person, but Bernie Sanders wore these cute little mittens to the inauguration and it blew up into a meme. Diana posted that too. So I'm sure that also performed well, but it was super timely because you posted that like the the day that meme blew up, right? So definitely Instagram is a place where you can post these like more timely things. Yeah. And and that goes for TikTok as well. I feel like Instagram and TikTok kind of has a similar thing going on um, with that. Along with what's relevant, I also think something that you should consider on Instagram is shareable content because sharing um, is a huge way to get your name out there. Um, So, you know, that's why things like quotes or or photos with helpful information um, of how to do something like step one, two, and three is really helpful uh, because people share that content. And of course you can definitely do that on evergreen content, like podcasts and YouTube and stuff like that, but it's harder to share a YouTube video, you know? Um, So I think Instagram has that feature where it's very easy to share. So Diana, you actually mentioned YouTube and how like you would um, create something differently for YouTube versus Instagram, right? So let's kind of segue into like the longer form content, like blogs, podcasts, and um, YouTube. Longer form because they can be quite long if we want them to, but also uh, like I mentioned in the beginning, like they can live longer as well. So when it comes to creating content for YouTube versus Instagram, I, I think the difference is think uh, knowing that knowing that this can live long. So I just pulled up my own um, YouTube channel uh, when I was Write Pretty Things. And one of my best, most viewed videos uh, was made in like 2017. And it has over 200,000 views. Um, Brush, beginner brush lettering mistakes, right? I still get comments on it. Well, I still get AdSense money from it. I'm not like ball in off this AdSense money that I make from my from my channel but a channel from 2017 I literally got over $150 deposited in my account last week from AdSense. That's amazing Joyce. Right I mean $150 is is not amazing but it's amazing that it is amazing for something you did three years ago. Yeah more than three years ago right and so going back to how do you create content? That's something to consider when you're, you've moved beyond Instagram, right? Maybe you can take what you shared on Instagram and expand upon it and make it more evergreen to your YouTube or your blog, depending on what you are. Because my whole point here is like, you can still benefit from it way down the line. doesn't have to be AdSense dollars like my YouTube video, but it can be traffic to your site if it's a really popular blog post that like picks up steam or something, right? So when you're considering making content for something like a YouTube uh, video or a blog or even a podcast, like consider something evergreen, meaning no hard deadlines. What, like, what do you think about all of that when you're creating like your blog, Diana, you have YouTube and a blog. So when you're doing that, what are some things that you consider? Yeah. So for me, for the YouTube channel, one of the, the most popular videos for me have been like the home tours or like my office tour or mid-century modern 
furniture and things like that. So for something like that, you can't really explain that as well on photo form. I feel like that's why when I first started to blog about it, I realized, oh, like it's so much easier for me to, you know, show the room and like the, the where like the relationship between different furniture and why I set it up this way. So I felt like the video was better for something like that. Um, and I also feel like watercolor, especially if people are asking me for tutorials or behind the scenes, it's so much easier to do it in video form. And that's why I feel like YouTube has been a better, a better platform for me for those specific pieces of content. And, um, and honestly, like I kind of enjoy YouTube a little bit more now and just like creating videos in general, more so than writing. And that was another reason why I decided to go that route is because I just enjoy it more. So I think it really depends. Like if you're someone who enjoys writing, maybe blog is better, but, um, that's literally why I decided to go more towards YouTube. And then there's certain things that I can transcript off of YouTube video and make a blog post as well. But I would say I think more so about like, how do I create content for YouTube more so, more so than how do I create content for blog? So actually, Diana, you bring me to my kind of last point here. So we've talked about, you know, uh, creating content for Instagram, how that could be more timely and in the moment, um, your longer form stuff like blogs, podcasts, and YouTube, we're going to lump all of those together, right? But Diana did mention how she was kind of like repurposing, right? She could take a YouTube video and also repurpose it into a blog. And I think that you can do that across the board. So I just want to point out that you don't have to just create like one piece of content that's going to live here and another that lives here. Like you can use all, you can use that one piece of content across your more short form or your more long form. Um, you can expand upon it on a newsletter. You can get more personal in a newsletter because we mentioned that earlier because you are creating content for your newsletter. Um, then you have like the public facing thing, right? On um, like a blog or a podcast. You can even repurpose that into a little clip or a like quote yourself and put that as an Instagram post. So while there are different strategies for each of these things, like the social the social stuff on Instagram, your longer form, your newsletter, it's still at the base of it using the same piece of content. So don't feel like you have to create something new for every one. You just have to repurpose. And like Joyce said, newsletter is really the one thing that you can speak directly to people. Whereas like social media, you are using YouTube or, or Facebook or Instagram, you're living under that platform, but newsletter, you literally can talk to your audience directly. I think that's so powerful. Like no other platforms. Could you say, Hey, Joyce, this is what's happening. And I think that's really cool that you have that personal touch. Um, and you're not using tags. Like for me, I've been doing newsletters for years, but I didn't start using tags. Um, where, you know, people click certain things and you're like, oh, this person is interested in art content or lifestyle content or whatever. I didn't actually use that until like this year to be super or this past year in 2020. Um, so I think if you're on newsletter and you're like, I don't really get what the point is. The point is to use the tags and the personalization and and um, use the tech, the amazing tech that, that the software carries. So I just wanted to put that out there for people who aren't implementing newsletter or aren't sure how to use the newsletter. Um, since you're not getting social proof, like YouTube, you, it shows the views or Instagram, obviously it's all about the numbers. Um, newsletter is really powerful in a really quiet way. So just wanted to throw that out there. So we wanted to like 
create this episode because there's a lot of talk about like content, 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 and repurpose, repurpose, repurpose. But we wanted to take a step back so that you can see kind of the thought process when it comes to creating content for different platforms and how you can actually repurpose that. So hopefully this was helpful. We would love to hear from you if it was over at Modern Creative Podcast on Instagram. And as always, we thank you for listening and we'll catch you in the next one. Bye.